Welcome to episode 93 of I Thought I Knew How, a podcast about knitting and life and all sorts. I'm your host, Ann Frost, and this episode was recorded on January 23rd, 2023. We have a special guest today, a virtual guest, an artificial guest. I'll explain more in a moment. Let's get started. Before we start, I'd like to thank my new patrons, Megan, Laura, and Doreen, for becoming producers of the show over at patreon.com slash I thought I knew how. You and all my other lovely patrons help pay the bills associated with creating the podcast and the costs of equipment and hosting fees and such. Thank you kindly for your support. Patrons make a monthly pledge to support the podcast and receive certain benefits in return. You can learn more at patreon.com slash I thought I knew how. If financial support is not possible, I totally understand that. Other ways to help support the show would be to share the episode posts on social media or just tell your knitter friends about the show. Also, leaving positive reviews wherever you listen is a big help. Thanks, folks. If you have been paying attention to the news at all over the last month or so, you probably heard about ChatGPT. It's a form of artificial intelligence created by the company OpenAI that conveys information in text form conversationally as if it's talking to you. You can use it as a search engine to have a general chat or ask it to do things for you like write a short story with a dog and a boy who go to a pool and it will. If it's wrong, you can point out what was wrong with it and it will try again. It will answer follow-up questions. It's really quite remarkable. Its knowledge comes from what's available online and other text sources that were fed into the program. The media has been going gaga over this. On the one hand, you have the people proclaiming that it's the end of creativity. Kids will no longer have to write for themselves. This is the first step in machines taking over. And on the other hand, you have people who are absolutely in love with it and see it as an amazing tool and time saver. For instance, companies that cater to social media influencers like apps that allow us to schedule our posts and mailing list companies now have an option as we create our posts to write our content for us. And more than once, I have heard people comment that you get a whole podcast or movie or TV script from ChatGPT and save yourself so much time. Now, I listen to a podcast called Weird Things, and one of the hosts of the show, Andrew Main, works for OpenAI as a communicator, meaning he's hired by the company to explain what they do in simple terms to the public at large. And he pointed out that every time you log in to ChatGPT, there are all sorts of disclaimers about how you cannot rely on it to be accurate and that it is still a work in progress. But I thought it would be interesting to see how well it functions in the knitting space. So let's test its knitting knowledge, shall we? Today, we are going to test out ChatGPT. I'll give ChatGPT three tries at scripting a knitting podcast, and we'll see how it does. I'll ask it a few questions related to knitting, and we'll see how it handles writing patterns. Is ChatGPT going to make writers and designers obsolete? Let's find out. My first request was, can you write a 500-word script for a knitting podcast? Here's what it gave me. 
Welcome to Knit Wits, a podcast about the world of knitting. I'm host name, and today we're going to talk about the knitting community, which, and I kid you not, it just gave up at that point and gave me an error message. <laughs> but it did do better. It did much better, in fact. I'll share a couple more of its attempts in just a moment, but let's be sure we are contemplating the eventual robot uprising with soothed nerves. Here's an instrumental number from Zoe's called Rainy Day Cafe. Three and a half minutes of music to knit to, and I'll be back.
Okay, clearly ChatGPT was not ready to talk about knitting. You can't just spring knitting on people, right? You have to ease them into it. So I tried again. This time, I asked if it could write a script for a knitting podcast. No parameters on the word count. This is what I got. Welcome to the Knitting with a Twist podcast. Today we'll be exploring the world of knitting and the many ways it can be used to create beautiful and unique pieces. First, let's talk about the history of knitting. Knitting has been around for centuries, with evidence of knitwear dating back to the 11th century. Originally, knitting was a practical skill used to create warm and durable clothing for cold climates. But over time, it has evolved into an art form, with knitters creating intricate and detailed designs. One of the things that makes knitting so special is the variety of techniques and materials that can be used. From traditional wool yarns to modern synthetic fibers, there are countless options for knitters to choose from. And with techniques like fair isle, cables, and lace, the possibilities are endless. But knitting isn't just about creating beautiful pieces, it can also have therapeutic benefits. The repetitive motions of knitting can help to calm the mind and reduce stress. Additionally, knitting can be a social activity, bringing people together to share their love of the craft. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced knitter, there's always something new to learn. For beginners, starting with a simple garter stitch scarf or dishcloth is a great way to get familiar with the basic knitting techniques. And for experienced knitters, trying out new techniques and challenging patterns can help keep the craft fresh and exciting. One of the great things about knitting is that it can be done anywhere and at any time. Many knitters enjoy their knitting on the go, whether it's on a long car ride or while waiting for an appointment. And with the popularity of knitting podcasts and online tutorials, it's easier than ever to learn new techniques and stay connected with other knitters. Speaking of connecting with other knitters, the knitting community is a vibrant and supportive group. Whether it's through local knitting groups or online forums, knitters have the opportunity to share their knowledge and experience, as well as to find inspiration and motivation. But knitting isn't just for adults, it's also a great activity for children. Not only does it teach them valuable skills like patience and attention to detail, it also helps fine motor skills and hand-eye coordination. And for those who want to take their knitting to the next level, there are countless opportunities to sell or showcase your work. From local craft fairs to online marketplaces, there are many ways to share your knitted creations with the world. In conclusion, knitting is a versatile and rewarding craft that has something to offer for everyone. Whether you're looking to create beautiful pieces, relieve stress, or connect with other knitters, knitting has a lot to offer. So grab your needles and yarn and let's get knitting. Thanks for listening to Knitting with the Twist podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. Happy knitting! So how did it do? It feels a bit general, right? Like an eighth grader who has never knit before was asked to do a two-page report on knitting. And that's fair. I mean, I did just ask it to write a podcast about knitting. I didn't ask it to be specific about one topic within knitting. The information is good, though. It gave me the five W's of knitting, the who, what, when, where, and why. Individuals or communities of people engage in this yarn craft that dates back to at least a thousand years for camaraderie and creative and practical purposes. All standard bases are covered. 
And when it did get specific about evidence of knitwear going back to the 11th century, that is accurate. And that's straight from Wikipedia. And I have to admit that I'm totally tickled that both times it tried so far, it came up with a name for the podcast, Knitting with a Twist for this one, and Knitwits on its first attempt. And it really was like conversational and podcasty in its tone. I thought I'd better try again, though. And I asked it to be more specific. This time, my request was to write a script for a podcast episode about Fair Isle knitting. Welcome back to the Knitting Hour. Today we're diving into the world of Fair Isle Knitting. For those who may not be familiar, Fair Isle Knitting is a technique that involves using multiple colors of yarn to create intricate patterns and designs. It's a popular style of knitting and today we're going to talk about everything from the history of Fair Isle Knitting to tips for our beginners. Segment 1. The History of Fair Isle Knitting to start off, let's talk about the history of Fair Isle knitting. It's a technique that's been around for centuries, but it really gained popularity in the early 20th century. Parenthetical. Briefly discuss the history of Fair Isle knitting, including its origins in the Shetland Islands, its popularity in the 1920s and 30s, and its resurgence in recent years. Mention famous Fair Isle knitters and designers such as Alice Darmore. So as you can see, Fair Isle knitting has a rich history and has been enjoyed by knitters for centuries. It's a technique that's both traditional and modern, and it's a great way to add a touch of color and pattern to your knitting projects. Segment 2, Tips for Beginners. Now let's talk about how to get started with Fair Isle knitting. It can seem intimidating at first, but with a little practice, it's not as hard as it seems. Parenthetical. Discuss tips for beginners, such as using a chart, starting with a small project, using the right needles and yarn, and practicing tension control. Mention resources, such as books and online tutorials, that can help beginners learn the technique. Remember, Fair Isle Knitting is all about experimenting and having fun. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, and don't be discouraged if your first project doesn't turn out perfectly. With practice, you'll be a Fair Isle pro in no time. Segment 3. Advanced Techniques for those who have mastered the basics of Fair Isle knitting, there are plenty of advanced techniques to explore. Parenthetical. Discuss advanced techniques such as stranding, steaking, and colorwork knitting. Mention specific patterns and projects that can help knitters challenge themselves and improve their skills. Fair Isle knitting is a technique that can be enjoyed by knitters of all skill levels. From beginners to advanced knitters, there's always something new to learn and explore. So grab your needles and yarn and get started on your own Fair Isle knitting adventure. And that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Fair Isle knitting and got some tips and inspiration. Join us next week for more knitting talk. Happy knitting! Um, that one actually, dare I say it, that one actually won me over a little. Now, there were the large chunks that ChatGPT was able to gloss over by just telling the host to talk about certain things, but assuming that the host is knowledgeable or willing to do the research to fill in those details, that's actually a pretty good outline for an episode. But again, ChatGPT is not giving me everything on a silver platter here. These are very general lists of things to talk about. So it occurred to me that maybe I could 
just ask ChatGPT to explain those things. And then I could plug that into a script. So I asked it to explain steaking, and this is what it said. Steaking is a technique used in knitting, particularly in stranded knitting such as Fair Isle, to create openings in knitted fabric for armholes, necklines, and cardigan fronts, or other openings. It involves knitting a piece of fabric in the round, then cutting it open to create the opening. This is typically done with scissors or a cutting machine. The key to successful steaking is the preparation. The knitter must first reinforce the edges that will be cut by adding extra stitches called steak stitches, which will be cut later. These extra stitches are usually worked in a contrasting color and are typically in a different stitch pattern than the rest of the piece. These steak stitches are there to hold the cut edges in place and to prevent unraveling. Once the reinforcement is complete, the knitter cuts the fabric along the center of the steak stitches. The cut edges are then finished by either sewing them down or crocheting a border around the cut edges. It's important to note that steaking is a technique that requires some experience in knitting and some confidence. It's not recommended for beginners. Also, steaking is often used for woolen yarns, which have a natural memory that allows the cut edges to stay together. It's not recommended for yarns that don't have this property, such as cotton or silk. In summary, steaking is a technique that allows knitters to create openings in knitted fabric with minimal finishing work. It's usually used in stranded knitting and requires some experience and confidence. And it's recommended to use yarns that have a natural memory that holds the cut edges together. Oh gosh, that's a proper answer. I mean, I would give it an A minus. I would give it an A. I would refine it a little bit. I don't. I don't think it explained everything perfectly well. Strong A minus answer though. And the summary at the end was solid. And oh, mm. so what are we learning here? ChatGPT can handle the topic of knitting generally. And if you give it a specific question about something that can be defined, like steaking, it can give you a really good answer in a conversational manner. That is pretty dang impressive, as I think it will continue even to get smarter as time goes on. But how does it handle questions that require some creativity? Let's try that out next. Knit New Haven is your one-stop shop for knitting and spinning supplies in the New Haven, Connecticut area. I have a spinning wheel on order and I am so excited to head down and pick it up from them next month. They are offering in-person knit nights every other Tuesday night, so I'm hoping to pop in on one of them when I'm back from my trip to pick up my wheel and say hi to everyone. You can also shop online with them or by phone. Find their contact details at knitnewhaven.com. Fun things are in store over at the Morehouse Merino Flock Group. We are going to be learning how to knit welts as we practice on a coaster and then take on a circular purse with multicolored circular welts. It's really neat. And if you'd like to see it ahead of time, hop over to YouTube and check out episode 12 of That Knitting Show where Erin shows off both of the projects. The second Contemporary Crafts Week of the Mackinac Way Through Shetland Tour has only a few spots left. This tour takes in six lessons with talented makers from across Shetland. And if you'd like, you could come early or stay later and arrange for additional knitting lessons. Learn more about the tour by visiting ithoughtiknewhow.com and clicking the link in the header for Shetland Tours 2023. If you'd like to get on the waitlist for any of the tours for this year, you're also welcome to email info at islandvista.co.uk and ask to be added to those lists. 
We are taking names for those interested in joining for 2024 as well. That address again is info at islandvista.co.uk. Make sure you send us your name as well as which tour you are interested in for this year or next. Thank you for your support of the sponsors of the show. Okay, ChatGPT can handle general knowledge questions and it can handle answers that are basically definitions that can be found from online sources. How does it do with, say, a knitting pattern? So I asked ChatGPT to write a pattern for a Fair Isle scarf. So I want you to imagine it with me as I describe what it gave me, okay? So it started strong. First of all, it gave it to me in a pattern format, right? So it told me to get some worsted weight yarn in two colors and size eight needles. It said to cast on 36 stitches in color A and knit a row. And then things sort of fell apart. It told me to start the Fair Isle pattern and then gave row by row instructions to knit two in color A and two in color B across the row. Then turn my work and knit back two in color B and two in color A across the row and to repeat those two rows for a total of six rows. Then it just repeated the same instructions again, knit two in color A and two in color B across the row, turn, knit two in color B and two in color A across the row. Repeat that for six rows, then knit those 12 rows over and over until the scarf is long enough, bind off weave in ends. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, as I said, it actually gave me this information in a proper pattern format, but it also gave me a disclaimer at the end saying that this was an example of a Fair Isle scarf and that it might need to be modified. And indeed, it would need to be modified because if you were imagining along with me as I conveyed the instructions, we're actually knitting a garter stitch scarf that would just be alternating stripes of color A and color B along the entire length of the scarf. The garter stitch just is not a thing in Fair Isle knitting. Knitting back and forth is pretty rare even. And while a scarf with vertical stripes would be nice, I don't think it would necessarily qualify as Fair Isle. I went ahead and told it, I told ChatGPT that the pattern it gave me was not a Fair Isle pattern because it just created stripes. It apologized and tried again. And this time it gave me a pattern for a scarf knit in one color in two by two ribbing. So I told it again, that is not a Fair Isle pattern because it's just a one color scarf. It apologized again, and it gave me an explanation of Fair Isle as a technique that used multiple colors to knit patterns from a chart worked on graph paper. I asked if it could create a Fair Isle chart, and it apologized for not being able to do that because it's a language model. But it then went on to tell me how I could create my own chart and the programs I could use to design one in and how to read it once it was done. And all of that information was solid. So getting it to write a Fair Isle pattern was a dead end. It, it can't do that yet. But I was impressed by the fact that it understood pattern formatting. It understood the key components of a pattern and that it acknowledged its limitations. Uh, so I tried again, this time asking it to design a cabled hat. And again, it got a lot of things right. So imagine along with me, it told me to get worsted weight yarn and size eight DPNs. It told me to cast on 80 and join to work on the round. And that is, I think what I would cast on, maybe 88 if I was doing a worsted hat. It described knitting the ribbing fine. And it described 
the crown decreases fine once you got up to the top of the hat. However, when it came to give directions for the main part of the hat, it had me switch to a knit six pearl two rib, and it only had me cable the first four stitches of each round. So you'd end up with one cable going up the hat that would be a four stitch wide cable with two extra knit stitches to the left of it, and then knit six pearl two ribbing around the rest of the hat. I mean, it's a look. Someone could design that and be like, I'm being funky with my cable hat. But I think it's fair to say that ChatGPT will not be designing for the foreseeable future. And that's okay. Again, I was really impressed that it did so well with the fundamentals of pattern layouts. I have two patterns I need to literally just sit down and write, and I can't get myself to do it. ChatGPT just pulled the format from the millions of patterns on the internet and spit it out. It doesn't have weird anxieties and distractions and mental blocks to deal with, but those weird anxieties and distractions and mental blocks are the price we pay for having imagination and spatial awareness and creativity. ChatGPT lacks the ability to read the pattern it wrote and realize that it's not going to create something that fits the visual requirements of a certain technique or that it's even physically possible. ChatGPT may be an excellent additional resource for knitters who need a quick definition, but maybe stay away from it for directions or patterns. I just tested it out by asking it to describe how to do a cable cast on, and it had the needles in the wrong hand, and the first step of the directions was basically nonsense, and the rest therefore would not work. So I think as knitters, we can stick with other knitters for our learning and designs and podcast scripts and books. But this was fun to play with for a while. And I think maybe we can all rest easier knowing our beloved creative craft will stay in human hands for a while at least. One more song before we wrap this up. This is Wherever This Life Goes by Humans Win.
more things before we go. My personal essay in the last episode seems to have resonated with many of you out there, and I hope that we are all being a little nicer to our vessels. I am happy to share that just the other day I had to go on a quest to find a dress for the Apelia dance. We went through two malls, and I tried on all sorts of things, and rather than blaming my body when a dress didn't work, I focused on what it was about the dress that didn't suit my body. And I found this to be a much less stressful approach to focus on why the cut didn't work for me rather than why my body didn't work for the dress. And it helped me to hone in on some styles that really worked well for me. In fact, I ended up buying three dresses (laughs) and a new coat. So good for me, sad for my pocketbook, but hey, it was a positive experience shopping, so I was really pleased. Second thing, by the time this goes live to the wider world, I will be traveling. Fingers crossed it releases okay. If not, I apologize. Two days after this goes live on February 1st, you should see details about the fairy cowl classes I'll be teaching with Vivica Velupulai of Uradale Yarns. That information will go out on my Instagram and Facebook feeds or watch uradale.com on February 3rd when the classes go live, and all the details will be there too, as far as the days of the classes and the times. There will be two ticketing options, one for just the classes and the pattern. The other will include the yarn as well. I recommend that you pick up the yarn too, but you may want to order it from a retailer within your country, as the UK's postal service is having some issues, at least they are as I'm recording this. If you're in the US, that means ordering from the Woolly Thistle, If you are in another country, you can find a list of stockists on the uradale.com website. Any fingering weight wool with a bit of tooth or grippiness to it will work, but for the full experience, I really recommend trying to find Uradale yarn. Again, just a reminder that I'm traveling and I'm hoping that the next episode posts properly in two weeks' time, but if not, rather than fighting with it while I'm away, I'm going to just deal with it when I get back and I'll just post weekly until I'm caught up. I hope you are doing well as we pass through the thick of winter here in the Northern Hemisphere. A new episode should be out in two weeks. I will see you then. In the meantime, thank you for listening and knitting with me for a bit. If you'd like to support the show, check the show notes for ways to make that happen. Special thanks to my patrons, Knit New Haven and Morehouse Farm for sponsoring the podcast. The show notes are also where you will find links to any reference materials I use as I prepare the show, so be sure to check those out. Find me on my social media accounts as I thought I knew how, except on Twitter where it's just thought I knew how. The groups on various platforms are all called I Thought I Knew How Podcast. Until next time, may you be blessed with stitches that never drop, yarn without joins, and plenty of time to knit. 
Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.